Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we are going to be looking at actually one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And when I read it, it's going to seem strange probably that I just said that, but it's the truth. This is from John 11. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and he is calling for you. When she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but he was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt down at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. And so the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray uh, that you would help us to see what we're meant to see in the story of the death of Lazarus. And I pray, God, that we would uh, look to you and understand something from your heart today that might help us, um, help us face whatever it is we're facing in this season of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. So y'all, this story picks up in the midst of a really long account. I, I would have read the whole thing, but I'm not sure 51 verses is conducive to podcast reading. So I just picked a portion right in the middle of it. But this is the, the long account of the death and resurrection of Lazarus, who is a dear friend of Jesus. So Martha and Mary and Lazarus are siblings, and they lived in a little town called Bethany right outside Jerusalem. And if you read the the Gospels, it seems as if Jesus was always sneaking off to Bethany. Uh, it's kind of where he stayed when he would do business in Jerusalem. The, these were his friends. Um, outside of the twelve, um, the 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 apostles, the disciples, Martha and Mary and Lazarus were um, almost undoubtedly Jesus's closest friends. This is where he went when he wanted to chill out, when he wanted to relax. He he loved these people, and Lazarus gets sick and. The story tells us that um, Martha and Mary send word to Jesus, and they say, the one you love is is sick. And Jesus, he inexplicably delays. He doesn't just rush to get to Lazarus. And during that delay, Lazarus goes from sick to dead. And so by the time Jesus arrives at Lazarus's house, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Martha and Mary are grieving and well into the grief of the loss of their brother. And this has gotten me to thinking in, in my own life, and I'm sure you can resonate or identify with this. There are times in life when God seems late. When we pray, we ask, we beg, we hope, we, um, we work for some good outcome, and it just doesn't happen. Things don't work out like we hope. God doesn't show up like we want him to show up. And if you can identify with maybe now or, or some other time in your life when God seemed late, you're in really, really good company. Uh, Martha and Mary 
Jesus was late. He did not show up when they wanted him to. And for them, I think they had two options. And I think the same is true for you. You know, when God doesn't show up when I want him to in my life and do what I want him to do, I could either become bitter uh, or I could put on a happy face and lower my expectations or I can continue to look for and wait for what God would want to do in my life, even in the midst of the disorientation. So what happens? Jesus shows up and Mary comes out and she she accuses Jesus. Now, don't take me don't take that that word in the wrong direction. She doesn't accuse him in, in a in a in an angry I've given up on you way, but she does look at Jesus and she says if you had shown up on time, we would not be in the pain that we're in. And that's an honest statement. She is putting an honest complaint in front of Jesus. So what does Jesus do there? He looks at her and he says, where have you laid him? And I find that that question to be profound because Jesus doesn't look at her and just say, let me give you a pep talk on the resurrection. He doesn't look at her and say, why don't you believe what I'm doing? He doesn't shame her. He doesn't say, well, you know what? Since you're going to ask me the questions rather than me asking you the questions, I'm out of here. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't preach a sermon to her. He looks at a woman that he loves, a woman who he cares deeply for, who is in deep pain, and he says, would you take me to the place where all the hope was lost? Would you take me to Lazarus's grave? Where, where have you laid him? And I believe that when you encounter seasons of, of grief or disorientation, places where God seems late, um, I believe the Lord wants to ask you the same question, where have you laid him? i.e. Jesus wants you to take him to the place of loss. He wants you to invite him, to welcome him to the graveside, if you will. And one of the challenges that many of us face that keep us from this is that we are afraid to invite God into the darkest places because we're probably afraid of going there ourselves. See, Mary could have said, Jesus, you know, why don't we just go back into the house and have a casserole? She could have just lowered her uh, expectations and said, ah, it is what it is. No big deal. Or she could have given Jesus the riot act. She could have yelled at him, shouted him down. She doesn't do that either. She says, come and see. So if Jesus asks, where have you laid him? The, the appropriate response is Mary's response. She says, Lord, come and see. She speaks to him as Lord and yet invites him into the pain. And I believe that that's what the Lord wants each and every one of us to learn how to do, to speak to him as Lord and invite him into the pain. See, I think you all come to, we all come to crossroads in our, in our lives with God, places where we're either going to become bitter and cynical or we're going to check out and numb out and lower our expectations, or take the third option, the come and see option. See, what Mary does in this moment is she surrenders to Jesus. She calls him Lord, but then she invites him into the place. She takes him up at his, his word. He wants to know, and she says, well, come on, come look. So then what happens next? Jesus weeps. And I love this. Before a miracle ensues, before... Um, a brother is brought back to life. Jesus actually enters into the darkness with Mary and with Martha. She um, and, and her sister are weeping, and Jesus weeps with them. 
He cries. N.T. Wright uh, says Jesus weeps with the world's weeping. He enters into that place. He's not far apart from human pain and misery in this moment. He actually moves toward it knowing he's going to heal, knowing that he's going to bring Lazarus back. He still enters into the darkness. And I just want to say to you, God cares about the things that weigh your hearts down. God cares about your pain. He just wants you to look at him and say, come and see. He wants you to invite him into those pain places. So then what happens at the end? God acts. Jesus brings Lazarus back from death and takes the grave clothes off of him and gives him back to his sisters. I think we have to hold on to the fact that even when God is late or seems to be late, it doesn't mean God's not going to and is not already acting in your life, moving in your life. There's an opportunity here for us to say to Jesus is, where have you laid him? Lord, come and see. And then watch him move. Father, I pray for my friends. God, whatever it is that we're facing, whatever challenge or trial, tribulation, God, that we might have in front of us today that would cause us to need you to come close, I pray that you would give us the courage to pray and to say to you, come and see, Lord. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, for all my friends listening to my voice in this podcast, I pray that you would come and that you would move and act and intervene in that very particular situation that each person would need. You know us better than we know ourselves. So Holy Spirit, come and act in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression. Carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center.